Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hi teacher, welcome to another episode of Get Richer Teacher and today we're talking about fear, fear of selling. Fear of selling is something so common, so crippling and such a limiting thing that I've decided it's it's time we talk about it, it's time we face it as well. Um, it comes in different ways. It shows up in different ways for teachers. Um, so in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you a lot about neuroscience because I am obsessed with neuroscience. I really love um, talking and thinking about how the brain works. Um, so that's definitely going to appear here, but also about self-development and certain quizzes and tests so if you're not into that stuff then you might be a bit disappointed but also that's just part of what I do and who I am so I thought um, if you don't resonate with that maybe I can open your mind a little bit if not that's also okay so um, starting with understanding fear of selling um, you we need to look into um, like the fact some facts, some facts, basically. So the facts are that we were never taught, we are never taught in any sort of capacity as teachers how to sell. The closest experience that we get when it comes to selling anything is a job interview. So we are, we come to a job interview to sell our skills so that we get hired, right? And it's like, imagine or remember your last job interview or your, or any job interview. It's usually quite a nerve wracking experience. And what is interesting, and I think I mentioned that before in this podcast, that in a job interview, what happens is that you use all possible arguments and they are from different like kind of areas to sell yourself. So the more you've got, the better it is. So you can say that you've taught the, all the levels. You can say that you've um, got experience working abroad. That like the more things and the more various, uh, the, the bigger, the higher, the wider, the variety, the better for you. So, and that's the experience, right? And it's, and again, it's stressful, but sometimes we get the job, sometimes we don't. And then when it comes to, selling our products and or selling ourselves as a brand as as teachers selling our lessons i feel like we carry this experience into into actual sales which is extremely difficult it's harmful actually sometimes because what you've got to understand is that it's 
not about finding a variety of arguments and persuading someone to buy something from you or buy you as a person so they want to work with you. It's about finding the right arguments, the relevant arguments. And this is where a completely different area of of problems that teachers struggle with um, start. So what we struggle with is understanding that in order to really be able to help people, we need to identify who those people are. It's very unrealistic to think that we can help everybody and that everybody will buy our products or our services. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about niching or I'm talking about targeting an audience. It's a fear. It is a fear and it manifests in many ways because teachers think, oh, so if I pick one group, then I'm kind of um, I'm kind of ignoring other people who who I could also be helping. I am neglecting them and I have many ideas of how to help everybody and they would probably benefit. But in fact, what's happening is that when you can't focus, when you're trying to help everybody, you're not helping anyone. You're not helping anyone because you can only help people when you really get to know them when you really focus all your attention on them, right? So it's like, imagine, like, I think there is such a great metaphor here. Um, If you wanted to get quicker results from, for example, language study, you would probably sign up to -to one-to-one classes. Why? Because you get the whole, you get the attention of the teacher, right? Or if you wanted to to um, achieve a very specific result, for example, prepare for an interview or pre- interview again, right? Um, or prepare for an exam, you would probably work with the teacher one to one because then this teacher can get to know you well, can tailor the approach to you, can tailor the exercises to you. If you work in a group. It's not that it's ineffective, but the attention of the teacher is divided by many people. And the same happens in marketing and sales. We are scared to narrow our focus because we think then other people won't be helped. But what we're actually doing is massive disservice to each specific group of those people. So I'm not saying don't. Uh, run group classes. That's not the message here. I am saying pick a very specific audience that you can get to know well and you can tailor your approach, your courses and your products to so they feel understood and they can get results faster because that's what people usually want right so instead of being afraid that you're that 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 you're ignoring someone that you're neglecting someone think about it if Every teacher, and that's my mission, if every teacher focused on a very specific group, one, there won't be competition because if you are targeting moms in uh, between the age of tw- 10, 20 and 30 and another teacher um, focuses on IT workers at the age of 25 and 35, there is, a very, there is very little overlap and they are completely different target groups. So you don't compete, but also you're much better equipped with information about their struggles, their daily lives and their daily 
uh, and their their needs so you can find solutions for them you can find products for them you can run courses that are specific for them so why does not that's not everybody do it if if it's so simple no idea to be honest because it's the only way it's honestly the only way of of doing effective business and of helping people as well another fear that people have is that nobody will buy so it's from from a, a bit of a different category but what if nobody buys what if nobody buys my products what if they are not good enough what if they are not professional they don't look professional enough what if they are not unique enough so there is this, this assumption that there is something wrong with the product which i think is very close to assuming that if people don't buy there is something wrong with us and i think that this problem lies much uh, deeper than we usually realize so what um I see when people tell me, oh, I'm scared that it won't sell, is that they basically believe that they are not good enough to create something that other people will want. So what we're scared of here is disappointment, rejection, embarrassment, and just generally that imposter syndrome of feeling of an imposter syndrome, because I am not a person who knows how to do it so how would be like people are going to find out and they're just not going to buy it so the first thing to do here is realize that it's just your brain it's your brain who will keep telling you that thing there is no other way like my brain always keeps telling me those things um and the only solution that has ever worked to calm my brain down um and that's from neuroscience is show it examples and show it evidence that it's not the case. How can you show your brain examples and evidence that uh, you are capable of doing good things and creating good enough things is by doing it. That's it. You cannot think your way to it. You cannot um, be convinced even by me here uh, by a man mindset pep talk? Absolutely not. It's all useless if you don't take action. If you don't release an imperfect product that people, even one person buys, because only then your brain will will think, aha, there is potential. It will probably also tell you a lot of other nasty things, like, like oh, only one person, you suck. But you have to fight the resistance and you have to show it that no, no, your brain will always keep you safe. So the fear comes from your brain wanting to keep you safe. And safety is doing what you're doing at the moment, which might not be serving you. It might be things like working 30 hours a week and thinking, no, but at least it's a stable salary, so I shouldn't probably touch it. It's your brain keeping you safe. So it's normal that you feel the fear of, oh, I'm going to put so much effort into that product. I'm going to put so much energy or maybe invest money in my rocket course or maybe invest money in um, in some tools, uh, online tools to sell it. It is a risk. But honestly, think about it. When was the last time you didn't take a risk and got something like pleasant or really deeply satisfying in exchange? I don't think that's possible. We only appreciate 
our results, our successes, if they come with a little bit of faith and sacrifice and the willingness to fail. Um, so another thing which is very much related is that fear of failure in general. So like, what if it all doesn't work out? What if you put in all the effort and it doesn't work out? I think that this requires a complete whole of, is that the word? Um, of the way you perceive failure. To me, in the world of online business, not being able to sell something or low sales or disappointing sales is information. That's it. A product that doesn't sell is not a judgment or it's not feedback on what you can do. It's not feedback on how worthy you are as a person or as a teacher. It's not being compared. It's only you who compares it to other people's products. The only thing that it shows is misalignment. And let me explain what that is because it's a big word. The If your product doesn't sell, and I want you to deeply really accept it as a possibility because without accepting that it's a possibility you will always come into the situation come into that process of building it thinking about it conceptualizing your product pro product with uh, fear and with probably lots of sabotaging behaviors such as no it's not gonna work so you're gonna it's gonna take you ages you're gonna uh, find a project that it's too complicated you're gonna overthink it you're gonna sabotage yourselves in many ways if you fully accept that there is a possibility of failure and of not selling you're gonna have so much like such low expectations that it's gonna be easier for you to move forward so i want you to understand the misalignment concept if a product doesn't sell it means that it's misaligned with what your audience needs so now this connects so well and so so uh, deeply with why you need to target your audience. Your audience need to be targeted because you need to understand what those people need and want from you. If you don't know that, there is a high chance that it won't sell. So it's not enough that you have a great idea. You also need to check whether it's something that your people or people that you pick um, need and want. Because otherwise, the misalignment is inevitable. They won't buy it. Or maybe one person will buy it. it. One person is a proof of concept, but it's usually disappointing. So we want you to be successful. We want you to, um, to have a life of freedom. We want you to, or I want you to, why do why? Do I keep saying we? Uh, I want you to have a life where you can take time off in the summer and not worry about the money. I want you to sell your products on the side when uh, and not worry that you have to get back from an illness to uh, to work because you're worried about the finances and whether your business will survive. I want you to feel like you know what you're doing and that you're helping people and that they're willing to pay you money for it. It requires work. It requires lots of mindset shifts. It requires you working through your fear. But the only way of you working through your fear is by doing it. It's not by first going to 
uh, like, oh, I need to journal on it. Oh, I need to think about it. No, it's by acknowledging that it's there. I'm afraid that it won't sell. Ola, I'm afraid that it won't sell. I'm afraid to target a group of people because then I'm afraid that others will feel neglected and what will they think and like, am I a bad person? I'm afraid that I will put too much effort into into it. I will invest money and it won't pay off. I'm afraid that, write all those sentences. I'm afraid that. I am scared. And then, I don't know, burn that paper, whatever. Do some, acknowledge it, but stop ruminating on it. Stop journaling on it if that's your thing. I love journaling, but, you know, sometimes it's just about action and move on. Say that you're scared, but do it anyway. Honestly, I haven't found another solution. And I know in itself that that's uncomfortable to hear. It's You probably were looking for something like, oh, you, she's going to give me some reflection exercise. Yes, I'm giving you a reflection exercise, but then I'm asking you to stand up and do the work. Do the bloody work. Because the facts are that nobody taught you how to market, ever. Nobody taught you how to sell. The only situation where you sold something was probably yourself in a job interview. If you sold in other situations and it was unsuccessful, you probably further convinced your brain that you can't do it. So the only thing that you can do now is to create an the opposite experience. So your brain knows that it's it's that that yes, you it will keep convincing you to stay safe and where you are and not try again, but you have to. You absolutely have to do the opposite. Absolutely have to. Because your brain was not built for you to support your growth. This is hard to hear because your our brains are such complex creatures and for our survival, historically, our brains were built to keep us safe. Remember, always, when you have a negative thought about something, when you're scared of something, when something is uncomfortable, it's your brain keeping you safe from a potentially dangerous situation. Does it mean that the dangerous situation is bad for you? Not necessarily. You need to start looking at it um, and you are intelligent. You are clever enough to figure it out. There are certain situations that are dangerous, like jumping off a cliff to to the bloody sea. Uh, that's clearly dangerous and I probably wouldn't risk it. But there are some things that are risky, but that contribute to our growth. So if that's your goal, if life of freedom is your goal, if you... Or simply, like, you don't even have to be motivated by the financial riches. Like, honestly, growth in itself can be your motivator. Or creativity, being able to express your creativity. If that's motivating, and that's a very strong motivator for me. So, like, I couldn't have a business where I only have one offer. Honestly, I have millions of products because this is me expressing myself and my creativity. That's it. So if that's your goal, you need to do the opposite. Because when you learn the ropes, you can reuse that knowledge forever. Literally, it becomes like a second nature. Literally, now when I launch my course, the rocket, the one that I'm going to pitch in a moment, um, I have done it five times now so it's not a big deal anymore like people will sign up I know it 
the number, I'm not sure, I've got a goal, but, you know, whatever happens, happens, to be honest. So I want you to know that it's always hard and it's always will be scary to make that step into the unknown. But remember that it's not all or nothing. It's not either you working 35 hours a week and being exhausted or having a completely passive business. We can have something in between as well. And we can start small. And I prefer personally starting small because then again, it's much easier for my brain to comprehend. As an ADHD person, I also get overwhelmed by big projects. So I much, I'd much rather work on something that is smaller and can give me a boost of dopamine because I when I see that it's working what I also find that really helps me is that accountability to take action so the final point I wanted to make is um, I recently ran my free event mission passive income and as one of the tasks I asked people to do two quizzes one quiz and they are self-development fun quizzes that we should all take with a pinch of salt and just have fun with but I think that they can just show you a different perspective so if you're open to that I am uh, really curious what your results are because a lot of people uh, said that they resonated with that and it made them think and that's what we want so the first quiz is a money archetype quiz by Denise Duffield Thomas that shows you your attitude towards money which is also an attitude towards selling so when you do that you can read the description and watch a video and it will show you um, a lot how you might be approaching things a lot of people who did it said they were alchemists which I'm going to tell you now it's um, a person who has ideas but who has a problem putting them into action so when you if you uh, and there is another archetype, an accumulator who accumulates money and is very hard to make investments. When you are any of those two, uh, what you need very often is someone who will help you take action. So uh, if I um, shared what my archetype was, I was I am a ruler. I am a person who just takes risky action and that's why I am able to also help other people do it. So sometimes that's literally what you might need, that, that little balance of energies thanks to another person who leads the way. Um, and another quiz that I wanted you to do, obviously there will be links in the description, another quiz I wanted you to do is your self-sabotage uh, quiz. Um, so it's something from the area of life coaching and it will show you what your biggest life sabotage is when it comes to business but life as well. Uh, so I'll put links into there. There are sabotages such as restlessness, perfectionism and things like that. They have different funny names um, and you can also read the description because it might explain why you do what you do or what why you don't do what you know you're supposed to or you what you should do that would serve you so for example a stickler a perfectionist would find it hard to put out to the world things that are not finished not completed not perfect but sometimes what we need to do is go completely against that a voice in our head that stickler who uh, who doesn't want us to do it because it's the only way to grow so again if you are interested in any of these please feel free to click and uh, see where that takes you if you resonate if you don't that's also fine and let me know what you think so remember the fear will always be there does it mean you should 
not do it? No. Um, whatever that means to you. So you, the next step might be investing in a course, for example, the rocket. We're starting on Wednesday. The next edition is, is all about selling products and passive income. So it will be a clear path from targeting your audience to building a product, marketing and selling, that will give you what you need, perhaps to take action. Um, so if you wanted to join us, I will also include the link. If that's not your time, that's also okay. But make sure that you can question. Like if you think that now, this summer, when it's quieter, when it's... Um, when students are going on holiday, if it's a good time and you feel like the timing and, and things feel right about it, listen to your gut because very often your gut is just right and it's telling you the right things. And it's absolutely normal that at the same time you would feel scared. I, it's, it's actually the perfect combination. It's healthy. It's excitement and fear. It's enthusiasm and hesitation, right? But we need to choose the things that serve us um, and not just listen to things that keep us safe because safety doesn't always mean um, happiness, growth and prosperity. That's what I will leave you with. Lots of food for thought. I hope to see you on board the rocket on Wednesday. Uh, if not, I hope to see you in the next episode. Uh, good luck and see you soon. It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at ola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers including my one-to-one -one coaching, my business foundation course The Rocket or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.